so this is exciting. We have a Q&A for, to celebrate three months. <laughs> it's it's be, a milestone. It 90 is. days is a milestone, honestly. It is. And I don't even know how many episodes we have published, but... 41. Yeah, 41 episodes in three months. That's crazy. This will be actually the 43rd episode because we have uh, one other thing coming out this week. Nice. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be great. Um, yeah. So we have, as you know, uh, or I, I guess you know, uh, we have asked you, the listener, to send in some questions um, and we're going to answer them. I have also prepared some questions because the thing is, I knew, I collected all the questions and Rashad knows nothing. So that's going to be fun. I had time to prepare. Rashad didn't want to prepare. So here we are. And um, yeah, I guess we're going to dive right into it. Oh my god i can't wait i have no idea what's coming obviously but again thank you for your listeners for your questions we're really excited to get into it and i have a feeling crazy shit's gonna happen okay first off we have some questions from listener adam and his first question is what's cooler ninjas or vikings Oh shit, that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> right from the start. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. I mean, I. W- I mean, I would say ninjas. Hmm. But honestly, no. Nah, Vikings are like badass, though. Especially like the fact that they, you know, pillaged and did a bunch of shit oh, all yeah, over the world. Oh, the but, other like, thing you don't want to mention. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? They explored all the way over to. North America, America as well. They have like this really cool like history all over the, all over Europe, essentially mm-hmm. all the way down to the Ukraine, and it, I mean even further, I would assume, or I guess that's all that yeah, I know they, of. But I mean, also they were the guard of the Byzantine Emperor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just so okay. fucking cool. You know yeah. what? I changed my mind. Vikings, they're cooler. <laughs> okay. Okay, nice. Uh, They're protected, so, my boy Justinian. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, I would say, yeah, kind of. I, w- I would say individually ninjas, but they are get like exponentially less cool the more ninjas there are. So collectively, it's Vikings, which is kind of a cop out answer. But oh, that's a cool distinct distinguishing aspect there. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, ninjas I, definitely have diminishing returns. Let's put it that way. I think also the problem with ninjas is how badly they've been used in media in my mind. Yeah. And the sense that like just like ninjas aren't a thing in like 19th century Japan and they just always show up in movies about 19th century Japan or any Japanese film before set before World War II and mm-hmm. it's just like eh, there's just a lot of like orientalism and a misunderstanding when it comes to ninjas in particular so that's like obviously an undertone for why i think maybe vikings are more interesting but ninjas like they've captured you know the the more the mythological or you know within anime or whatever there's always ninja stuff and within a lot of like i don't know it's very interesting so i was trying to think about also i wonder to what extent one's personality 
references or reflects their choice here because of the the two there are two sort of opposite ends of the spectrum where you have the expectation that a viking is sort of loud and brooding and huge and very forceful and like um fear inducing i guess while a ninja is stealthy and quiet and sort of sneaky in a way but is also very skilled in what the way that they do their things um it's very interesting i feel like also maybe ninjas are portrayed as more intelligent than vikings i don't think that's Mm. true per se but that's sort of the the marker of like oh they're this perfectionist intelligent creature and i feel like to a certain extent vikings or the way we see vikings it's interesting. So I recently watched a video about... <laughs> this is getting so much longer than I thought it was going to be, but please keep going. <laughs> I love this. This is my last thing. So I recently watched a video about Roman stereotypes of the peoples of Northern Europe. Mm-hmm. And this is what I do in my spare time. And a lot of the stereotypes of the Germanic peoples that they came into contact with are an extension of our modern stereotypes of vikings in the way that they are very strong and ferocious uh but not potentially not not entirely the most intelligent um and that's all obviously just a stereotype and not true in its entirety because you have to be an intelligent society to be able to discover the new world before columbus or discover also and still in in not exclamation marks in quotation marks (laughs) but yeah it's interesting Interesting um, situation, obviously, mm-hmm. but I think with all this said, civilizationally speaking, the Vikings are more interesting to me, and I really, really like to get more into that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's. I'm gonna leave my analysis at what five minutes and counting. <laughs> <laughs> Great question, Adam. Thank you so much. Yeah, his next one. I don't think we can answer today. To be honest, I had time to prepare and I couldn't. It's too big of a question, but I did want to acknowledge it. I mean, maybe maybe we can come up with something, but his second question is, what are your top four cooking ingredients? Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, this is a tough one. Because like obviously. ingredients could be anything. Could be herbs, spices, like vegetables, meat, everything. Just like, yeah. it's very nitty gritty. Oh, man. Cooking ingredients. Okay, I I don't necessarily have an order here per se, but I will say some of the things that I will put on this list are maybe more of the fundamental things out there that kind of transcend different cuisines, but also are just sort of important and fundamental for cooking in general. And this is going to be a very boring list probably. So an example of what would be on the list for me is like onions. Mm. Onions are just like everywhere and everyone uses onions in some way shape or form if you had to make me choose what kind of onion my favorite i'd probably just say white onions just because they're the fucking bomb no surprises there i mean okay listeners (laughs) (laughs) another five minute monologue by rashad settling i'm going to keep this one quite short here but Stop buying yellow onions, honestly. <laughs> like yellow onions are cheap and I get that. So if you want to caramelize your onions and cook them for like three hours or whatever the fuck, fine. Like you can get yellow onions. But just please just go to your local Turkish store or your local um health food store or just if you're in a country that 
understands the value of white onions to your regular grocery store and just buy yourself some white onions and just just taste them. They're so good. They're the best um the best onions in my mind for salads, honestly. I love uh, like they're best. They're so good at cooking. They're just delicious. They're they're perfection, honestly. So I would have to choose white onions of of my favorite onions, but I think as an ingredient, onions in themselves are just an ingredient. So I think that by them that would be on the list for sure because you also have the variety of spring onions as well, which are phenomenal in so many ways too. And I mean, this is ubiquity. two minute, two minutes for one ingredient, by the way, just exactly you know, keeping I mean, it short. We're definitely keeping it short, right? <laughs> we'll never get to my questions. So, okay. That's one of the top four. I can't really uh, speak to the others at this moment. I probably would have to also personally say garlic um, just because garlic is amazing. And I think I put garlic in almost anything, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Um, others. I'm trying to think when I, when I think about, okay, what have I been making or just what do I use? It, it's a boring answer to say something like flour. Cause like flowers and everything, honestly. Ooh, here's an, here's a, here's one that I personally love and it, it really, represents me as an individual i don't know i don't use it that often but when i do use it and i use it more often than most people i it just makes everything better and that is the the miracle that is ghee yes yes i mean ghee is just if you don't know it is just clarified butter and it is delicious honestly i mean i'm the i'm the type of person who would make my ghee from scratch but that's just me being extra. Nowadays, you'll be you'll be glad to know, Chris, that I actually buy my ghee store bought. Oh, okay. Because I've only ever, yeah, actually seen you make ghee, so I've never seen you use it bought. Yeah, I, I I've I've you know become I've gone taken the easy way out. <laughs> sure, at least with one thing, cutting some corners. Well, also I found uh, quite cheap. Ghee. Yeah, uh, that's and probably because yeah. ghee, ghee can be quite expensive depending on where you are. Oh yeah, living, you know? oh yeah. Um, but mm. yeah, ghee is amazing. Ghee makes everything better. One of my favorite dishes or dessert, not dessert, yeah, desserts is literally just chopped up dates fried in ghee. Oh, so 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 fucking good. Oh, topped. Oh my god, it's something. I just ghee and everything is amazing. That, that's a good. Uh, that's a good recommendation because I have a lot of leftover dates and i don't know what to do with them and i have obviously i have ghee so yeah 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 so ghee with chopped up dates so delicious nice. um also you can obviously make yourself little date pies those are really nice like um make a little bun kind of situation and then make a date paste and make that would be that would be good what use if you have extra de- dates obviously hmm. um this is four ingredients you need to stop okay. oh no is it you did flour, ghee, and oh, I didn't say flour. I just said it would be boring to say flour, so I'm. Not oh saying come that. on! <laughs> <laughs> okay, number four, short and easy. Short and easy. Um, okay, so I've said onions, garlic, ghee, and what comes to my head? Just like okay, first thing, tomatoes. I love tomatoes. <laughs> tomatoes are great, honestly making tomato sauces the umami flavor that they add if you just roast them they're obviously super delicious in any in like raw form as well 
I didn't think tomatoes would come to my head, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. So yeah, I I didn't I I really thought I was sure tomatoes would be in your top four. To be honest with you, really? But, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad it did because I just like closed my eye. I literally closed my eyes and thought, what was the first ingredient I could think of? And I thought of tomatoes. So You know what's interesting to me as well is uh, I asked you olive oil or ghee, and I think you answered olive oil. And yes. now you said ghee, so that's very interesting. Because I like ghee more. It's more personal to me probably, but olive oil is more ubiquitous, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just came up with my answer. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> And my four ingredients are salt, fat, acid, and heat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm very. I'm god. just copying some in Nosrat's amazing book. Yeah, and it's an amazing uh, read and watch on Netflix. Yep. So that's that. That's that's how I'm gonna because I we spend a lot of time on this question already, and I just say read this book. You know, then you'll know what I'm talking about. And we're going on to uh, Adam's last question which is also very interesting. If you had a lightsaber, what color and style, like single, staff, dual wielding, double bladed, would it be? Oh shit, that's cool. Okay, mm -hmm. first thing, my left hand is completely useless, absolutely useless. So I would definitely only have one blade. I would not have, I would not be double wielding. Um, color, that's very interesting. I find I'd probably be green, Honestly, if anyone's unfamiliar with the lightsaber colors and references, so blue is often tended to be more warrior type characters, Some those who favor combat. Green is traditionally attributed to those who are more diplomatic. Um, that's why Yoda famously has a green lightsaber. Um, purple is Samuel L. Jackson because he has a big ego. And if anyone doesn't know, the story of why Samuel L. Jackson has a purple lightsaber is that in uh, the scene on Geonosis where he first uh, unsheathes his lightsaber, he essentially wanted to be able to find himself among the morass of Jedi fighting in the fighting pit. So that's why Samuel L. Jackson has a purple lightsaber. And I don't have that big of an ego, so I don't think that will be. A white lightsaber is a rare white lightsaber that is often given to... Oh, no, sorry. It is from... A person who has repurified a red lightsaber. So a red lightsaber is created when a person. So inside every lightsaber, let me start really. Inside every lightsaber is something called a kyber crystal that powers the lightsaber. <laughs> and a red lightsaber is essentially a bleeding kyber crystal that a force user um, essentially forces the the kyber crystal beyond its limit to the point where it starts to bleed and therefore you have a red lightsaber and a white lightsaber is is the purification of a red lightsaber so essentially one who fixes a red lightsaber to have then a white lightsaber you see what white lightsabers in the mandalorian when ahsoka has her two white lightsabers that she has in that show um honestly oh my god this is like a huge thing that i'm missing in my star wars knowledge right now i'm not i forget what a yellow lightsaber refers to i've famously or traditionally it is reserved for the jedi temple guard who have yellow lightsabers and probably most famously in episode nine ray's reformed lightsaber that she creates out of her own staff is uh a yellow lightsaber wow that was a long 
information a lot of information but i would probably say i would have a green lightsaber i tend to avoid conflict um more so than most and try to get along with as many people as i can so i think i would have a a green lightsaber representative of my of my personality Mm -hmm. and what was the other what was the other aspect of that oh single blade one one lightsaber very traditionalist i am not dual uh, not not double bladed not double. I don't think I would have a double bladed. I'm not that acrobatic yeah. in that way. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in terms of character, obviously, like green is also my color. <laughs> I mean, my fa- the thing is, my favorite color is blue, but that's not what that any of this signifies, of course. Um, but actually, I would love an orange lightsaber. I don't know why, but I I just love the color, and we've not had that. It's like yeah. Kind of close to red, obviously, but it's only halfway there. So I don't know Maybe what that You're only a little bit evil? Yeah, I'm like between the um, the Jedi Temple guards and the Sith, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, just like in terms of color will be something different. I guess I have a Samuel L. Jackson ego, which is which I'm, I'm famous for my ego among my friends. Wow, okay, you not laughing at this makes it sound like that's actually true. Anyway. Oh, was that a joke? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Oh, Jesus. Um, this show is over. Because I, sh- I was actually more thinking about my own answer. Sorry, I wasn't really listening because I, was, I wanted to re- uh, redo my answer and say a double-bladed mm. green lightsaber is what I would want. Let's see. <laughs> that is also my lightsaber of choice in Jedi Fallen Order, if anyone's ever played that video game. Cool. If you haven't, you should definitely play it, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. Mm. Okay. So either green or orange. I really, really, really like double wielding. I Again, I'm not sure I, I would be able to pull it off. But we're also talking about me being in a universe where the Force exists. So I don't care about that. So obviously double wielding. I love that. I think for me personally, it's something that I would take pride in. Knowing myself, I like physicality and taking physical challenges to their extreme. And a double-bladed lightsaber requires a level of acrobatism and physical physicality that um, mm. is something that really vibes with my personality and other similar things that I would do in my life. Mm. Yeah, I think like double-wielding for me always signifies very strategic thinking. Um, which like and coordinate like coordination and deciding things on the spot, but in a in a uh, in a strategic way are not really my strong suits. But that's kind of what I aspire to be, I guess. <laughs> so that's my answer. I think another um, aspect of it for me is that you have to be more precise with a single blade, yeah, than you do with double blades. It allows for a little bit more you have to be it's a more challenging skill probably but the precision required to be sort of strong per se or good with the lightsaber maybe is a little bit less i would say than a single blade because with a single blade you only literally have that single blade so i would probably say for me also reflecting on my personality i'm maybe not the most precise person in the world or so anal about my precision. So maybe that's something I'd rather throw a bunch of shit at a wall than, you know, find the specific needle in the haystack. So 
probably it. that's another reason why I would go towards dual uh, dual bladed. Nice. Okay, there's a quick question from uh, Claire, who, which is directed at me, unfortunately, but you can also say something to that if you want, um, because I'm not sure if you've watched these movies. And she's asked, uh, which Little Women movie do I prefer, the most recent one or the one with Susan Sarandon? Uh, that obviously refers to uh, our episodes Uh, our, our weekly hook episode about our 10 favorite movies of the 2010s. Originally, originally, she had asked which one was vying for the 10th spot, but since it's a 2010s movie, I uh, it could only be the one with Gre from Greta Gerwig, so I chained it up a little bit. I hope that's okay, Claire. Um, I mean, I, I haven't watched the any other Little Women movies, and I just adored Greta Gerwig's version and all the performances and i just wanted to give that movie a shout out because oh, i love it there are some scenes in there that are just they touch me on a very personal level and yeah i had like some visceral reactions while watching it in the movie theater i don't know if you have anything to say I, i haven't seen the older one i'm so sorry i did really really like the most recent little women uh, i found it amazing and i think I, yeah, it was Florence Pugh, right? Sorry, that yeah. was like a little bit. Yeah, I, Florence Pugh, I think, was amazing. Like the star or the standout in that show, in that movie for me. I Because I haven't seen the older films and I don't have much of a history with Little Women. I can't speak to any other content related to it. But it's just, you know, I, I enjoyed it for sure. And I will probably see at least uh, one other one. I think that was the Susan Sarandon one you mentioned. I've been I've been told I have to see that by multiple people. So <laughs> yeah, it'll happen sooner rather than later. Mm, it's kind of like uh, Pride and Prejudice as well. There was one movie with Kira Knightley in I think 2005. But the only like, I haven't seen that one. I've only seen the classic one with Colin Firth. And that one is actually pretty fun to watch. Oh, interesting. I mean, it's it's very costume drama, British, early 90s. It's very much that. But, I mean, it's it's great movie. Okay, we go on to listener Alex, who also sent in a bunch of questions. And her first one is, what's your favorite evolution? The evolution? Like the Pokemon thing. E oh, e oh, Pokemon evolution. Okay. Yes. <laughs> no, like from that Pokemon, right? The uh, I don't know what is what is it called? The one that can go into. Oh, evolution. Oh, yes. sorry. Okay, okay. This is I. This is a very big thing in my life. Obviously. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. Oh man, how deep should I get here? I'm. Ju I'm just. I'm just going to message my friends that I'm going to be later today. So, Yes, please. You're going to take... Yeah. <laughs> so the short answer is Umbreon. 100%. All the way. It is foundational to my childhood. The first generation ones, I really did like Jolteon. Just because I liked electric Pokemon. Even though I acknowledge that um, Flareon looks cooler. And Vaporeon is probably the most useful in battle because of its high um defense IV. But I would definitely say my favorite of all of them is Umbreon. Yeah, it's it's Umbreon 100 of the way. I spent so much time trying to find like a, a shiny Eevee so I could get a shiny Umbreon. And in 
um, one of my silver, one of my copies of silver, I was able to get that. Oh no, it wasn't silver. It was soul silver in which I got a, a shiny Eevee and was able to get a shiny Umbreon. And it was the greatest achievement I think I've ever had ever and will continue to be through everything that I've ever done because it was, it meant so much to me and took so much time and just like the blue rings on the Umbreon. So that blue and black color is gorgeous when it is a shiny. So yes, Umbreon hundred percent. My answer is very short. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's Jolteon. I don't know. I think it looks cool. I like Electro Pokemon. That's basically it. Yeah, that was my rationality as a kid when I was playing first gen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, ne- I didn't really, for some reason, all the other, although I started with second gen, right? I uh, The first game I ever played was Gold. And uh, still, I only ever cared about the first gen of Eevee so that's really interesting so okay so yeah you know in gen 2 where you have in Ecritique City you have the temple in which you play all the 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 geisha pseudo geisha who have yeah, different yeah, yeah. evolutions yeah so that was your whole thing did you enjoy that <laughs> I liked it honestly but I don't know I, I, I don't know why it didn't click with me but no, those were all the first gen evolutions, I think. Those those were just like the Jolteon, Vaporeon, Flareon. Oh. Yeah. I, I haven't played this these games in a long time. Got I don't it. really remember. That's Sorry. fine. I played them all like as an adult as well. So Yeah, no, I haven't played them in a long time. You should do it. Yeah, I need to, I need to get a console for that, right? So. Oh, you can just get a, an emulator on your computer. They're all there. Oh, don't 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 say stuff like that, man. <laughs> I have an I have an emulator on my iPhone in which I ha- it's like a Game Boy emulator and I can play the uh the that's the most recent version most recent yeah. time I played those games is I played them all on my phone. I have too much screen time already, uh, <laughs> and so many games I would want to play. Yeah, the, for sure. I mean Pokemon is definitely up there for sure, but it's oh my god, I lo- uh, I love these games so much. Honestly, like one of my biggest achievements is on my emulator catching all 151 of the original. Wow, that's uh, amazing. That was great. But great question. I love that question so much. And for me, it is 100% Umbreon. Just badass. Nice. And also, just like the introduction of dark Pokemon in Gen 2 was fundamental to correcting the biggest error of gen one which is having the psychic pokemon be op and umbreon is is just a tank in the way that it can take so much it's special defense and defense is just so high that it creates a different and an interesting dynamic for more advanced players so what's great about i personally for me was what i love about umbreon is that it is this mix of like oh it's cool to have it as a kid as well but then when you get into the more advanced strategy of pokemon battling umbreon's actually very quite useful in battle too so there's a lot of things that are interesting about it cool you got me started talking about pokemon which is like a never-ending process also i now onions. have so many questions about pokemon as well that i just thought about but i will i will in the interest of time we'll i'll save that for the next q a we'll have a pokemon podcast oh yeah well of course um so alex the second question if you could live in any fictional universe which would you choose any fictional universe i guess so wow that's a tough question that's a 
Because I would probably lean away from the most popular ones because they're super, super violent. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yay. Exactly. No <laughs> way. Also, like, Lord of the Rings. No fucking way. Yeah. And I would definitely want one with modern facilities, showers, mm. toilets, et cetera, et cetera. Can I pick the time in which I live? I mean, if as long as it's a, a time that exists in that universe, in media that exists, yes. Okay. Oh, wow. I really need to think about this. This is tough. I was going to say, like, I would like to live in the Star Wars universe, but I will say no to that because one mm. lifetime, the only lifetime that's been depicted so far is a very turbulent lifetime. <laughs> so I don't think I would want to pick that time period. I would love to like live in the High Republic. That would yeah. be a fun time to live. Uh, maybe on a planet like Scarif before, you know, of course, in the, back in the old days. But if I had to live in any of the fictional worlds, can I pick Totoro? sure sure <laughs> i mean is it a fictional universe i mean yeah, sure let's go with it, it. let's go with it it's very peaceful I love it. which is funny because you don't like that movie that much so. i don't like that movie that much but it is a peaceful and happy universe yeah okay nice uh i my answer is harry potter which is which is funny because it kind of uh, it meets all your criteria oh yeah i didn't even think about harry potter i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. I like Harry Potter. So yeah, I don't know that that always Would you live as a Muggle or as a no. Of course not. Okay. okay. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What's the fun in that? But like, would you, you? But the thing is, the timeline depicted. I guess you would have to live in the Fantastical Beasts era, like before, like like in between or the great afterwards Wars. in the in the time of the uh, of the oh, yeah, horrible right last chapter of the seventh book. Yeah. Okay. So that's when you're that's when you're choosing to begin your life no but not really not be 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 an adult i guess which also adds up with the actual timeline right fair enough i just wouldn't want to be a uh an adult during, yeah during the voldemort time exactly. yeah no 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 definitely not uh yeah i don't know i thought about that a lot but then i, I guess but who's to say you don't have to be in england right you can yeah, just be in another exactly. country as like you could just be halfway around the world <laughs> voldemort ain't coming to you in like i don't know in thailand probably not no i think the furthest he has ever traveled was romania so yeah that's the thing the funny thing is the first country that came into my mind was romania but just because he had been there yeah. so in my head it was just like Oh no, not Romania. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I guess he was only there as basically like a ghost or whatever. So, yeah. Or like his soul. But still connected to there. Yeah. For sure. Okay. The and Alex's last question is kind of has a little bit of a preamble. So I'm going just going to read that. I was introduced to Star Wars by my dad when I was a very small child, so I don't remember a time when I didn't know Darth Vader's identity. I often wonder what it must have been like to find out that information for the first time. So my question is, what piece of media do you wish you could experience for the first time again? That might be it, honestly. It's just, the Darth Vader reveal is the most consequential twist, almost basically of all time. And to not know what that is, and then to experience that, fully from the beginning wow that's that's a great that just that idea just brings chills down my spine i love it mm -hmm. i kind of i would would like to 
experience in it in the time when it first came out you know not not just nowadays like you don't know it but like the world doesn't know yeah yeah, but like if you don't know if the if you don't know essentially the world doesn't know you know so like for you in your experience yeah yeah that's how i read it at least yeah so i re i had a really hard time thinking about this um obviously star wars came to mind but i don't know it didn't quite quite feel right and so for reasons that have to do with uh our recording schedule my answer is the age of empires series (laughs) (laughs) nice uh i would really i would really like to be like the age that i experienced it and like go back and just have this sense of awe at this great series so that's that's my answer and that's all of our uh, listener answers and thank you so much for everyone who sent sent in some questions um i'm sure we're gonna we're gonna do a q a in the future and before we go to my questions i thought maybe we can we can talk a little bit about this podcast give you dear listener a little bit of peek behind the curtain and just you know talk briefly about how it came to be what like some things i've also prepared some questions for that i guess but yeah i don't know i guess the origin story is is kind of funny because we did record a bunch of episodes before we started serially hooked and we just did it we basically we watched all the um all the star wars movies surprising no one um and we were, we just talked over Skype with ter- with just regular like AirPod or uh, like or like Air- yeah AirPod microphones or whatever like Apple the standard ones or I don't know I don't even know what you used yeah same yeah and so I just the other day I kind of happened upon that folder and listened to it and the, the sound quality is obviously terrible and I just remember when we talked about okay maybe we should step our game up and actually buy some microphones and we were really we were really wrecking our brains like is that a wise choice and in retrospect obviously that was the only way to go because i mean publishing those episodes would hurt yeah i mean those were like a whole different world even today whenever we get on the the call to record and we're you know, the computer accidentally activates your built-in headphone or a headphone mic or the mic on your computer and it's not using the mic you have plugged in. And then you switch it. It's night and day, the quality. <laughs> it's incredible. It really is. So funny. And uh, yeah, so we had basically, we had built up like 30 episodes or something like that. And we are definitely never going to publish those. Nope. But, and also for anyone who is thinking about starting a podcast, definitely get a mic. It's a, it's a, it's, you think of it as like a huge investment up front, but it is eternally worth it. Yeah, for sure. And there is a, actually, I recommend uh, Marco Armand's blog entry that he just updates regularly about all the advice on podcast hardware equipment. And uh, it's just, it's really, really helpful. It's where we basically got our inspiration. Like that's how we decided which uh, microphones and XLR interfaces and whatnot to buy. 
and it's been really really helpful so shout out to marco who also incidentally is the developer of our favorite podcasting app which is overcast overcast is the best <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow it's like i was thinking about it like it's been so long since those first recordings that we did i know it it's i almost forget that we actually watched the movies together <laughs> yeah yeah i was thinking about that the other day oh we have to watch the uh, prequels again at some point but uh, and it's funny because back then we were both so glad that we would never have to do that again <laughs> well i've already since then watched the prequels oh that's true yeah but yeah. for a good cause i mean yes, exactly the the podcast will also be a good cause right so <laughs> but it's funny how things have changed because in the beginning of serial hooked we definitely listened to all the episodes that we put out after they had been published and now it's just like yeah cool like oh by the way our next episode goes live in 10 minutes or whatever <laughs> and it's just like yeah it's funny how quickly you can you can get used to stuff like that it's only been three months but it sort of feels like, feels like longer. three years <laughs> yeah well it's kind of like if you go back to when we first started recording it's two years now yeah more yeah. maybe um, I, th I think it was may 2020 20 oh really it wasn't 2019 maybe it was 2019 actually yeah i think so yeah, yeah yeah it was winter 2019 or something like that or autumn yeah it was 2019 when we started so yeah it's it feels like years and it just feels part of my life now at this point where i have to just like eh, i gotta record that's the thing and i have to edit and it's just like it is a fun i i guess dare i say hobby but more so in the way that it is like something to look forward to, a respite from, you know, the mundaneity of life, I guess. And it's a fun thing to do all the time. So if anyone's on the fence of starting a podcast as well, you should either start it and if you, or if you don't want to start your own podcast, just come on and join us for a session. We can talk to you about something you're interested in or something that we're all interested in. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's welcome here. Yeah, and it's interesting to think back about all the decisions that we've made about this show. And I mean, I had been thinking about podcasts for a long time, right? So I had some really strong opinions. And I think we mostly, I mean, again, it's only been three months, actually. But uh, I think we, for the most part, we have, uh, we've made some really good decisions. We, uh, we've tweaked a, th a few things, but overall, it's been really good. And we're trying to improve continuously. Um, but I don't know, I guess I guess the flip side of that is like what are the things you like most about all of this? Like just getting to talk and just getting to chill, you know, it's a fun experience, honestly. It's something for sure that I look forward to. I like also going through the media and just watching whatever we're watching, getting excited for a topic. And also I particularly like speaking to guests. I find that very fun as well, because we get different perspectives and different ideas on stuff. Mm. yeah it's great in retrospect it's crazy because we're doing like two episodes a week and i mean the the there are two very different shows and that's one of the reasons why you edit way less than i do because just the the format of it is very different but it's also i was just thinking back i came up with the weekly hook basically like three days before we want were to or like four days before we launched serially hooked <laughs> so much more work but it's great because it is kind of it strikes a great balance we have this really deep dive into one topic over a long period of time that is serially hooked and we have these also kind of deep dives but only once uh into a topic and i also really like the uh 
the surprise aspect of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dreading the time when one of us will snipe the other with a topic in the weekly hook. And it'll probably be you sniping me, let's be honest. <laughs> but to be fair, your list of weekly hook topics are really, really long. Yeah. And I have no list. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I guess that's true. Um, so, uh, so the thing is, we don't really... Well, let, let me try this another way. Are you happy with where we are at right now in terms of how the podcast is going? Yeah, I'm chill. Like, obviously, I want more engagement from listeners, which is great. This Q&A was really good to hear from some of our listeners. And I want to know from more of them. That'd be really the biggest thing that I'd look for. But other than that, I think I'm happy. I'm just, I'm really, I'm not really too concerned about making it like a businessy super like formal thing just because like i enjoy the content we're creating and that's that's the most important thing honestly yeah i couldn't agree more and that's kind of also why i asked the question because i think there are there is a it's very valid to think okay i want to have a bigger audience and seek out ways to grow it But for us, this is a hobby, and it, I mean, it takes a lot of work, but we love the, doing this, and it's just fun. And uh, I don't, I don't know. We can do whatever we want with it. We have the co creative control. We can, we don't have to think about things too much. We're just doing our thing, be just because it is a hobby, and that kind of gives us so much freedom. And I really enjoy that. So yeah, it's really great. And the, <laughs> what are some of your favorite running gags throughout all of our recordings billy bob yeah <laughs> billy bob is great just listen to siri look before that i love that yeah yeah i can't think of like billy bob is the first thing that comes in my mind i don't know other uh, what are other examples even of running gags that we have uh so three things that i noted down is i mean the through line of me hating kids Oh yeah, well that's just reality. That is reality, but that's we have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> And that that just comes back in a lot of different shades. Um I always love every time we say literally the same thing at the uh, the exact same time. That has happened an a surprising amount of times already. And it's <laughs> always fun. And um also something that I regret actually is um Rashad has a tendency to ruin my transitions uh, during segments. And in the, in the first few weeks, I, or like in the first few episodes, I basically cut all of those out. And then I just, yeah, and that's kind of a shame because that could have been a really great running gag. And now it's kind of too late. But uh, yeah, that was always like, yeah, and now we can. I, 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 ha I tended to have like really good transitions and Richard's no but i still wanted to do to say like two or three more things about this as you can imagine well i mean that's your fault for transitioning early then it's not a perfect transition <laughs> it would be a tr perfect transition if you didn't have if you weren't that passionate but i will never critique your passion so thank you thank you thank you honestly that's the best thing about this podcast is discovering our passions Yeah, And just like things that we just like. And how often is it in your life that you sit down 
and reflect on the things that you enjoy and the things that give you happiness and just like a moment of pure i mean euphoria is too harsh like too strong of a word but kind of actually like these things that we just go through life and we engage with and move by and just maybe have a conversation like two minutes after we watch a movie with the person we watched it with and reflect on the film that's about it and then we just forget about it for the most part and oh sometimes every once in a while think back about it but for us going through this it just goes to show how much amazing things that we have around us and it have for me it's given me a new appreciation on all the different things that we can engage with and just have a joy with and also just share with others i think it's a great experience to have gone through and i would really recommend you know not everyone starts a podcast about this about the same thing that we're doing because then we'd have a million competitors but I'd really recommend that you kind of sit down and just like maybe talk to your friends or just think to yourself about something that you particularly enjoy and how lucky we are to have that in our lives. So that's how I feel. I just feel very like, you know, happy by doing this experience. And doing it together. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, now, now I think is the time for some of my questions. Oh my God, those weren't your questions? I thought those were your questions. No, th those were my questions for like the peek behind the curtain. But now, oh, wow. okay. now come some other questions in the, in the style of our dear, dear listeners. And my first one is, what is your top four sports? And I want two top four fours from you. One to play and one to watch. Oh, good, good, good answers or good questions. Okay. To watch. Soccer is number four. Baseball's no no, sorry, sorry. Baseball's number four. Soccer is number three. Football is number no, sorry. Yeah. Ugh. Basketball's <laughs> number two. Football's number one. Ooh, That's what to okay. watch. Interesting. Yeah. Um to play. I mean, now in my life. Okay. <laughs> oh wow, to play. Okay. That's a fun one for sure. I'd have to say huh, soccer is number four, football is number three, tennis is number two, and basketball is number one. Mm -hmm. Probably. Okay. And the only reason I say that, I've been playing tennis a lot, lot, lot recently, more so than basketball, a lot more. But, you know, it's just basketball. I've known for so long of my life, yeah. so so much of my life. So that makes uh, sense. that's definitely the order for that. Okay. <laughs> Mine are weird. Let's put it that way. But... My number so to watch number four snooker number three tennis number two football and i do mean association football not the other one and number one if you will permit me age of empires <laughs> <laughs> sure i'll give that to you i'll give that to you it's Thank funny you. because um like i i i play i play snooker once a week in a snooker hall oh and cool i It's a really fun thing to do, but I've never watched uh, a match in my life. Mm. I've watched some pool before, um, but I've never... Actually, no, I have watched snooker. I have, uh, but really just in passing, never really like too long. But it's not something that I gravitate towards when it comes to watching, but playing for sure. I enjoy it. Mm, yeah, I've had like a three or four year period where I watched some of them, like major tournaments. 
and uh, that's always a lot of fun especially if they draw in the perfect way the uh white ball can go and yeah. it does ex the exact same thing and it's always great fun yeah or or the player does something uh that's that's not what they the people think is the best thing to do and then it's better than what they had thought of yeah it's always fun um snooker is a fun game honestly really yeah. really fun um to play so the thing is i don't really do like i don't play sports really like historically speaking i've never really done that but in a very very casual manner here's my top four uh number four is table tennis number three is pool actually american uh, pool or british pool british okay i think so i don't know i don't know what the, the one with the numbers yeah, the one with the numbers. That's American pool. Yeah, I don't know. I just the like colors it. red and yellow are British pool. Ah, uh, I see. Okay, it's American then. And number two is volleyball, and number one is field hockey. I thought you were gonna say Age of Empires. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I guess I guess that I mean I guess computer is my number one. <laughs> and like any any video game, or not any, but a lot. No, I don't, I don't, no. I felt like watching that, like watching AOE is my number, like including that it's way too much of a uh, cheat, so I can't include it on in the playing. Fair enough, fair enough. <sighs> okay, so my next one is, what are your favorite serially hooked titles, your top four? Oh, man. Um, my top four serially hooked titles mm -hmm. okay give me a second yeah <laughs> i really really like um i forget what it's actually is called obi-wan's Pornhub. i really like that one yeah obi-wan's Pornhub search list that's a great one i i don't have i can't rank them yet but l yeah. let me i re okay okay one second uh can you play the jeopardy music in the background oh you don't know the jeopardy music no Okay, one second. Okay, I can I'm sing ready. Door from Ipanema for you if you want. <laughs> yes, please. Okay, no, I'm actually ready. Okay. So, <clears throat> number four, Billy Bob. Mm -hmm. Just because of how much it means and how how it's like set up really just like a, the longest running uh, joke that we have. Yeah. Number three, Calm Your Shit. Mm -hmm. I love that title. I think it's just... <laughs> it's just so funny number two is obi-wan's Pornhub, mm -hmm. as i mentioned earlier just such a great title so 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 good and my favorite title and i don't think it just means so 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 much to me is the only true jedi left in the galaxy yeah. <laughs> no surprises there just saying that just like yeah. almost like oh just like brought so much warmth to my heart i love mm. it so much ahsoka is the best yeah <sighs> i miss ahsoka <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of overlap there. Um, I mean, there aren't that many to begin with, but and we kind of only embraced getting like really like weird titles after like beginning with Old Imperialist Asshole, which is episode six. Um, so my number four is I have encountered many Velociraptors in my life. That's a good one. That's really good. Uh, my number three is Billy Bob. Uh, my number two is the only true Jedi left in the galaxy, and my number one is Obi Wan's Pornhub search list. Nice. Oh wow, we have three of the four the yeah. same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we are doing the podcast together, right? Yeah. And if you are interested in any of these, you should check out our Star Wars podcasts. Yeah. 
and I know that they're not for everyone, but um, I we really recommend that you know you watch Clone Wars and and all the animated content that or don't don't watch Clone Wars, just listen to the episodes, uh, and then you and and that's how we get you to watch them because I mean I hope those are great episodes, and then you'll want to watch the show. And the show is better than our podcast, but... I wonder if it would be good for people to start... In order to watch the show, to get into it, maybe to watch or to listen to the 17th episode, trying to fix the prequels, in mm. which we recap our experience going through the Clone Wars. Yeah. Because maybe we talk a little bit about what makes it so good, why, why did we watch it, and give people a reason to watch mm. the show. Just skip the top force at the end. Yeah, just skip the top fours at the end because they could be spoiler. I mean, there are spoilers for sure. But if A, you could also be the type of person like me who doesn't really care too much about spoilers. But mm. um, we'd recommend maybe just check that episode out and then go back if you want to watch the shows and uh, like watch along with us and listen to what we have to say. And I think mm-hmm. they're so good. Okay. so I mean, just Ahsoka alone is enough to watch that show, right? very true okay what are your like imagine like (laughs) loving star wars and having watched star wars and just not really having a relationship with ahsoka and like i don't think like my life pre ahsoka is so different than my life post ahsoka it's it's just Mm. it brings and adds so much Uh, it's so good it is it really is people just watch it Honest, honestly, fuck the fuck all the movies. Watch just watch like just watch Clone Wars. It's fine. It's it's that's that's enough. Sorry, I'm just like nodding vigorously in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, were you surprised by a weekly hook topic, either either for yourself that you chose it, or that like I came I came up with it, or I did it, or whatever. Mm. I don't think I've been surprised at anything too much, honestly. Um, I am quite surprised about how much how taken you were by Dragon Ball Z abridged. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed your love for that and how fast you got into it. So that's my, the only surprise that I will say. Everything's been quite predictable, honestly. Mm. Um. I haven't been thrown off by anything in particular. I mean, yeah, nothing really has surprised me yet. Train spotting is probably the most surprising thing for me personally, just because mm. it is a little bit older. I mean, we haven't talked about much older content. Actually, is that a lot? That's is that a lie? Maybe that is a lie. I don't know. We talked about operas; those are quite old. So I, I don't actually no, I don't really have any particular surprises. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I guess you know, transporting was also the most surprising to me, just because I didn't know that you liked the movie so much. But as soon as you mentioned that you're going to talk about train spotting, like it made sense to me because it's a good movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I just didn't know that you were so into it. Um, yeah. Um, and I guess on a meta level, it surprises me that we, or maybe I particularly, haven't done a uh like an episode on books yet yeah that's like if i have surprises that haven't happened Mm. yeah things like that or for me more prestige dramas which i we haven't i haven't talked about 
Mm. Um, a lot of yeah, prestige. you specifically, not me. <laughs> yeah, me. Like, yeah, things like I don't know, Breaking Bad or The Wire or mm. Mad Men or The Americans or Sopranos or all of which I haven't watched. Exactly. Yet. So, so just so you know, shows. I know, I know you watch no TV, little to no TV. I mean, most of those I really want to watch. It's just difficult to get them sometimes, and my eye. So. It's literally my eye is the is the main factor here. I, I know I totally get it. I'm wondering though, like part of me is like, oh, one of those would be nice for a serially hooked, but yeah, for sure. Um, that's something to think about. Um, are there any weekly hooks that you would like to re-record or talk about again? No. Wow. Sorry, okay. I just went into. I just went through them all. Yeah. <laughs> I also had to, it, it's become so much now that I always, always have to open Overcast and go through them. Yeah, nope. I can't think of any of that. I mean, like, I would have liked to maybe do the Fleabag one again of all of them. Yeah, that's the mine one too. That I feel like I don't think we did good justice yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. We also had like, ba- like weird energy, especially the first, like the first half of the, what we recorded there. Like it was just like a weird day for both of us. Yeah, so I think of anything, that's the one that I would probably want to redo. Sorry, like I, I feel like we could have done Fleabag a lot better, a lot more justice than. Yeah, that when I like the the moment I realized that was um, when Logan told us that he to- he listened to that one. And I was yeah, like, ah, of all the ones to listen to, you picked that one. Yeah, it's kind of you know, especially because it was mine, and I was like, ah, I kind of didn't do a good job about that. That's I mean, no, that you did a fine job. It's just like, it's the whole thing, I guess, for me personally. I think I didn't know what I wanted to say about the show yet, uh, having just consumed it and really didn't have time to digest everything about it. But that's because, uh, like, I mean, when you watch a show, when you binge a show on a plane <laughs> and then talk <laughs> about it shortly after, not ideal for discovering, like, all the meaningful aspects of the television show. Yeah, exactly. And um, what I did like, what I liked about that though, is that we that was when we like the first time we actually stopped and said, okay, let, they, like you can watch that, and then we we reconvene. Yeah, that was a nice touch, honestly. Yeah, but I like that. Alas, I think that's yeah. the only thing that I would consider maybe re-recording just so that I could get more con- coherent thoughts about there. Yeah, I I personally don't like how I handled the podcasts episode. Because I talked about too many of them. In retrospect, I would have liked to maybe name all of them or just refer people to the list on the website and then just talk about a few. But I think I just, I would have liked more in depth about fewer of those. Um, And I guess also change my top 10 of the 2010s a little bit, but that's not about the episode we actually recorded. (laughs) Just because I change my mind every day. So there's that yeah i think we're that we were doing a decent job though so yeah for sure and it i mean without any f- listener feedback we don't know if we're doing a bad job so <laughs> yeah so how would people give us feedback rashad the best way to do it is to go to itunes spotify and just give us a review apple podcasts is what he meant did i say itunes apple podcasts <laughs> Go to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and a review, hopefully five stars, and tell us how we're doing. Or 
Or you could go to our website, seriallyhooked.com, and reach out to us directly. We have a contact form on the website. You can send us an email, hit us up on Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. I can say words. And yeah, we just love to hear from you. Uh, good things, bad things, things you'd like to see us talk about or hear us talk about. Or if you have any ideas for future weekly hooks or serially hook seasons even, we're mm. happy to hear from you. Or future Q&A questions. I will start collecting them so as soon as you send them in. So uh, there's that. Cool. Uh, speaking of Q&A, now we're going to do some very easy, like not easy ones, but just very light light questions. Um, <laughs> if you were a type of kitchen equipment, which would you be? I'm a cop out and I'm going to say a KitchenAid. I could do everything. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's a cop out, but I'll accept it. Um, I don't know why, but the, so the very first thing that came to mind is a rubber spatula for me. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And then for his one, the only other contender was a whisk. Nice. And I can't explain either of those, but there we are. I guess I'll go with a rubber spatula. Honestly, I'd probably be a food processor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thought about that too. Just, um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, what's your opinion uh, about pineapple on pizza? No, no. The only like exception, Logan of all people, um, got got pizza when we were together in Montana, and it had like spicy barbecue chicken and pineapple on it, and it was decent. Mm. Like spicy and sweet, I guess, is fine together. But this like salty ham and pineapple or just like or just pineapple and vegetables on pizza no 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 you have something you have to have something to balance the sweetness of the pineapple and it doesn't work 90 percent of the time and no sorry guys i'm okay with it as long as it doesn't make it too watery uh, oh that's like that's a whole other aspect of it that know, is disgusting honestly of course of course the uh the taste must be uh kind of uh balanced but uh, you know you do you uh bulbasaur charmander or squirtle bulbasaur all the way i always pick bulbasaur really interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, he's like the the red-headed stepchild that's why i picked him everyone hated bulbasaur so i picked bulbasaur oh <laughs> uh, obviously yeah, yeah i mean i love the the unloved yeah nice i realized fully that charizard is definitely the best um especially once you get into the newer generations and he's like a dual flying fire type or like you know he's also a dragon type as well it's a whole mm. thing um but definitely bulbasaur for me i always pick the grass pokemon i always had picked the grass starter like i loved chikorita chikorita was my favorite I would like sometimes when I'd play through the game, I would force like I would just make sure that my Pokemon never evolved and I would finish with a like level 70 Bulbasaur or whatever. You just answered my second question, <laughs> uh, which is basically Chikorita, Cyndaquil or Totodile. Um, but I guess Chikorita. Yeah, it's funny. I the first the very first Pokemon game I ever played, obviously I referred to it earlier, is Gold. And the very first time I think I'd also played Chikorita. But then afterwards, I didn't really. Every once in a while, I, I, I played Syndicale, uh, but I think my favorite is Totodile. I love the uh, the evolutions too. 
Totodile's cool. Like, Chikorita's awesome, but Chikorita's the best of them. Bayleaf and Meganium are terrible, honestly. So, like, Totodile gets cooler as he evolves, and Cyndaquil doesn't. Yeah, and for the record, uh, I would choose Charmander, especially because I didn't play the original first gen. I only played the remake, in which, and that, for the reasons that Rashad just described. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charmander is is like is most people's favorite, I would say. Yeah, I do have a soft spot for Squirtle, but yeah, Charmander. Also, it's really, I don't know, I feel like choosing a water Pokemon is kind of boring because you can just get them anywhere else. Yeah, kind of. Fire is probably the most uh, unique. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like yeah. I like a Bulbasaur. I like I have like an affinity to the grass starters generally, mm-hmm. even up to like Trico and stuff. Mm, yeah. Uh, whatever that like third gen, I also picked the uh, the grass starter. Mm, that was Trico. Okay, I have I have two versions of what I think are very similar questions, and you can answer either of those. What's the what would be the title of your autobiography or what would be written on your tombstone? I mean, we've just, I've discussed this off air with others that my memoir will be not my memoir, but my autobiography will be called Memoirs of a Geisha. Yes. Spelled how? G H E E S H A, referring to <laughs> an earlier comment I made about Gee. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. I think the title of my memoirs would be Youth is Wasted on the Young. Oh, that's a good one. It's kind of uh, sad, ominous in a way. I know. That's why it's mine. That's why it fits me perfectly. <laughs> What's uh, what, is, what does Ted Lasso say about don't let um, the wisdom of experience be wasted on you? That's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. It's a good yeah, line. Yeah, for sure. God, Ted Lasso's amazing. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's listening and doesn't hasn't watched Ted Lasso, watch Ted Lasso, please. Yeah, do it. That's it's all so you good. need in your life. It'll just make everything good. And also, Loki, screw all this online backlash of season two. Everyone sucks. The internet sucks. I hate people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which element would you bend an avatar in the world of Avatar? Honestly, I'd probably be an airbender. I don't have the like the aggression or the sturdiness i don't have the aggression of a firebender or the sturdiness of uh i could be an earthbender just because i'm just generally all the same but i'm not stubborn enough to be an earthbender um i'll like let anything happen essentially go with the flow kind of thing and i'm not like the thing is with waterbenders is that they can tend they tend to be like emotionally responsive a lot of the times so they can go with the flow but then and sometimes they can also be extremely deadly with the way that they strike so i feel like airbenders are kind of aloof and just let things happen and are not that emotionally attached to most things and that's kind of describes me in a lot of ways i mean i mean unlike what you would hear on this podcast um (laughs) reality can be a little different maybe surprising no one i think earth suits me best yeah you are definitely an earthbender i'm like it's it's quite clear yes (laughs) okay last question and i didn't really know how to phrase that but i guess if you were to play any role in hamilton which one would you like to play or which do you think suits you best or i guess another way you could phrase this question is which character or like role do you uh, prefer to sing along to oh i wasn't did not take it that way do both then 
Yeah, I'm going to ignore the second part of that. The first part of that, <laughs> um, I definitely think uh, maybe it's, I don't want to be sound egocentric, but I think it's Hamilton just because I'm a workaholic. <laughs> and I think that that arc that he has in the show where it's all about him like going to work and whatever and just like working all the freaking time, that's, uh, that sounds very similar to me, honestly. Um, there are aspects of his character that, like, I don't rec- don't really resonate with me. Uh, anything to do with the Reynolds papers, but um, it's definitely, yeah, I'd say Hamilton. My my answer would be Burr, which is funny and concerning. <laughs> <laughs> Though in an actual production, I would I could see myself being uh, Hercules Mulligan and J- James Madison. Oh, I feel cool. like that that kind of I also really like singing along uh, uh, especially to Madison I think that kind of works for me so yeah th- there's that <laughs> so watch out next time I see you Rashad so this has been so much fun and I hope we can do that again sometimes but for now we have to say goodbye to our lovely lovely listeners thank you Rashad for doing this with me as always and yeah I'll just hope we can Go along on this journey together uh, in the future, everyone. And I'm so excited for it. We have a lot of plans and ideas and it's going to be great, y'all.